Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. We have a special guest here today. We do. If you're watching. She's eating her binky. We have a new we yes, have a new parlor trick where we can actually put it in our mouth now. Wow. Sometimes it's upside down. She's a, she's very aware of her face today. 100% now. Yeah, we're talking about you, girly. What are you going to say? Say, I'm getting a phone call, bitches. So. She's, she's, <laughs> she's camera shy right now. <laughs> anyway, if you're not watching, we're talking about Leah, of course. She's in the background. You'll probably hear her. You will. Um, <laughs> we're like watching her like through. Yeah. Making sure she's good. Don't worry. <laughs> and there's her phone. There's her phone. <laughs> anyway. Interactive. Uh, I was going to say touch point. That's from the meetings that I've had all morning. Interactive <laughs> podcast this morning. Yes. Oh my God. And Blue is on in the background. Yeah. We have a lot going on here today. We're also recording weirdly midday. Yes. It's, it's 12. Um, it's also Halloween. Yes, it is. It's Halloween. Um, and I really don't even know. Me either. We're like all (laughs) sorts of just out of one. I mean, I am getting blood work Thursday. I'm pretty sure I'm in desperate need of iron, iron, life. Yeah. Blood. You good girl? Yeah. She's agreeing. She says you are in need of desperate iron and blood and TT and Ain't that the truth? Um, so yes, we're just here to spill some tea. Yeah, talk about what we've been reading, which we've both been like, you've obviously been reading more, but like kind of both lacking this month. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, okay, wait, like, let me see. I am at, for the year, 179. Oh, what am I at? Let me see. And that's ahead of my reading goal by 13 books, Ooh. but I'm trying to read less and November I'm going, I'm going away for four days. So I feel like I'm not going to read. And I'm also doing the tandem read. Yes. Of Empire Storm, which is Tower of Dawn, which time. is going to take me some time. So I feel like I may only get like 10 books done. We'll see. I'm trying Let's to check keep November in. to 10. Um, I mean, I feel like if I do audio books, then like I'll definitely surpass yes. 10, but, but I'm trying to not. It's, it's really hard when you are awake. Like when I was in Italy, I read only at night, obviously. And like, yeah. sometimes you're just tired. So you pass right out. Sometimes you get in late. So obviously you're not picking up a book. Yeah. Um, I think I only read three in total. And one was because the flight home is nine and a half hours from Venice. And yeah. I had nothing to do but read, read, watch a movie and whatever. And I just was like, let me just read until I finish this, I guess. And then we'll see how much time is left. Right, yeah. Jack? Yeah. No, and I'll be with I'll be with my sister in law Erica. Um, so I feel like so there's not going to be a lot of time for you me guys to like, sit down have and so read. Many activities today. And like when we're our favorite thing to do is watch really really bad movies and like TV shows. So I feel like even at night, like if we're not doing anything, like we're gonna like go home and either like pass right out and or throw on like some really terrible TV movie or movies, to watch yeah. and like make fun of it. So, um, yeah. So I'm debating if I want to try like try to start the tandem read before or after, but I think after. Because next week Iron Flame comes out, so I don't want to start. I don't want to start um, before then, obviously. And I don't even know what my 
computer stuff. Anyway, so I don't want to start before then because I won't be able to finish by next week. And I feel like if I start after, that's kind of like, then I'd have to rush before going away on the 16th. And you don't want to rush. So I feel like I'll probably start the tandem read. <laughs> I know. There's a lot going on, girly. And I don't know what to do. I will say that. Okay, so today's the 31st. We just had Halloween. And the Gram Effect um, came out today. And I've read two chapters so far. You're crazy. I like just went to Barnes and Noble and picked it up. Are the two chapters decent? No, like they're so good already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like already like smiling and like giggling. Like literally nothing's happened, but just like the mention of Garrett Graham has your just tingling. Like from tingling. your butt to your head. Yeah, like literally like I was gonna say from my head to like my butthole. Um and and there's like Jake Connolly's mentioned and Ooh. I just am like I'm like living already for the like the little cameos that we're getting. And on top of that, I just like love Elle Kennedy. Um, like she's like an author to me who like, do I think her writing is good? No, I don't think it's bad. But like, I'm not like, oh my God, she's a phenomenal writer, but I love her books. Like, I think they're just so fun. And like the yeah. perfect amount of spicy. Leah also agrees. Um, don't judge us that we let her read those books at her young age. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, so far I'm really enjoying that. And then we were just talking about it, but. Um, okay, so I'm, like, a very big fan of the Cruel Prince trilogy, um, and, like, so much so that I read the entire third book on our flight to Colorado yes. for Katie's bachelorette party, and <laughs> I made Katie read the first book, and she was like, no, I didn't like it, but honestly, you know what I think? I think it was, like, early on in our reading journey, Yes, and it's more of... Like, there's more of, like, a political plot yes. than there is a romance. So, so I think that, like, what you didn't like about it was probably that. Probably. I also th I think I had more of an issue shocking with the female main character. Shocking. Um, <laughs> and I was just telling this to Teresa because I had this issue with Bridge Kingdom also. I had a problem with the female main character and her stubbornness. Yeah. Like, I think it was just, I understand why it was the way it was. But, like, I didn't like it. So, but both books, though I did not continue on in the series until recently with Bridge Kingdom, they are very adamantly, like, in my mind, I can recall detail from them, which I think is kind of funny because I chose not to continue with either. Yeah. But you're right. I think it was very, like, right at the beginning. I think I was expecting something completely different. Yeah. But because everybody was like, oh, the cool prince, like, they make it seem like it's this, like, fantasy romance. And yes, of course, there is romance in it. Like, I love Cardin and Jude. But I'm glad we're talking about this. It's not, it think, doesn't center, like the no. romance is a subplot. It's almost, it hasn't, I mean, it's nothing like Throne of Glass, but like Throne of Glass to me is not a fantasy romance. No, it's just the romance is a subplot. Like it's more about the plot of the book than it is about the romance. Where like Akatar is more focused on the romance yes. than the plot. And you know what I think kind of stinks about that too? Like kind of going back off that, like, and again, this could just be the niche we've ended up in, like in what we're seeing on our feeds. But mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of books get pushed because of a romance plot even though it's a yeah. subplot because people don't want to read a book without without the romance and i get it like we are romance girlies we like yes. the relationship we like the spice like we contemporary romance is one of our it's literally a top favorite genre of ours, yes. along with fantasies um but i will say like i feel like sometimes it can be misleading as the reader mm -hmm. when you see posts about these fantasy romances and again, I'm a girl who likes a spoiler, but like sometimes like I just want to read a brief synopsis, be like, okay, this is 
sounds like it's right up my alley. I mean, right. go for it. And then you're kind of in the book and you're like, hold on, wait, this is nothing what I thought it was because be. of how it was pitched to me. Yes. And like specifically with the cruel, cruel prince, I feel like people like they pull quotes and they're always like a Cardin or Jude quote, which again, understandable, but it kind of just gives like the, I think it gives people like the wrong idea of what the book is about um or what the series is about so like going in if like you're expecting this like big like bully like romance or like whatever like I mean it is enemies to lovers but again it's just like not the main focus yeah and again like don't get me wrong like, we post <clears throat> I think I post quotes a bit more than you do probably and I will no I mean yeah everybody spicy. does it everybody I does just it. think it but I that, try to only yeah. do it for like like Elsie Silver books yeah I'll pull the spicier quotes because because you know what at the end of the day you know what you're getting into with that book it's yes. a contemporary like fun romance book like there is some spice sprinkled in really nicely yeah. I'm not trying to mislead so if I ever do please let us know like I'm sorry but like I tried to with the fantasy romance yeah. books never pull quotes because mm -hmm. a spoilers and people get so offended with spoilers and two some of the besides like Akatars right. like those kind of fantasy romances like a lot of the fantasy books we read don't have these crazy big spicy romance yeah. scenes that people want no so we don't pull the quotes well that's her. like I mean like obviously I'm like very deep into my Throne of Glass reread and um so like now like Throne of Glass is like coming up a lot on my FYP um and like specifically dorian because i post about dorian and i talk about him all the time because i love him so much um but yeah there's like i mean like there's the quote when dorian um spoiler for throne of glass when he has um when he's wearing like the word stone collar and manon's like able to kind of break through to him like a little bit and mm -hmm. she's like what color do you bleed and he's like whatever color like you tell me to or like whatever that's cute and like no but that's great but like if you're only reading the book for like for that, that then like you are just like you Missing don't know what you're in for. like you don't know what you're in for so I feel like quotes like that are like fun for people who have already read the books and like know what's going on but if you're picking up a book for the like, throw of glass for the first time based on that quote alone you're you don't realize what you're getting into you have no idea no and it's the same thing I'm trying to think oh like shatter me okay the shatter me series in what's the last well what's the third book ignite me I think so. Sorry. I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've read them. I think it's Shatter Me, Unravel Me, and Ignite Me. But anyway, um, Warner, he, like, when him and Juliet, like, finally, like, give in. Again, it's YA, so there's, like, no spice. But at one point, he says, like, lift your hips for me, love. And then, like, it kind of, like, fades to black. But again, like, People use that quote a lot. And again, it's... Uh, ignite Me. Ignite Me, yeah. Um, and, like, again, like, having read it, like, when I see, like, videos, like, with that quote, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Like, I love it. But at the same time, it, like you're just picking up that series because of that one quote. You're like gonna you're going to be disappointed because one, it's not spicy. Two, it's like such like a minor. Like that scene is like so minor and like. And again, I'm, and again, this is zero disrespect to people that do it because I get it. Like it's a, it's a oh my god, like a toe curling moment. Yeah. But I feel like it's also kind of doing the series disservice because that's not what it's about. No. And again, I'm here for it because yeah. I'm here for it because I like it. I do that shit yes. too. Like we love it. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that I've never, I mean, we do it too. I'm just saying like, I think that a lot of series people go, I like going in blind. So like if I see one out of context quote and I start reading something and it's not what I was expecting, it doesn't bother me. But I think like when people read an out of context quote and they don't know anything else about the story and they're like this, like one quote and like an eight book series and yeah. they think that they're getting into something that they're not or like even like I don't know cool prints like with certain things like I think in those 
scenarios it like does the series a disservice because the series i love it i also think this is a let's be honest here i also think this is a me issue because i have no problem not continuing on a series or giving a second book a chance yeah that's a me that's a straight up i'm raising my hand that's a me issue um and again like kind of early on into book talk like I'm also of sound mind where like to me, like if it's, if I didn't connect with book one, like I'm moving on. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like too, too many books, too little time. But in the instance of like, Hey, like I, like, especially cause like, you know what I like and don't like. Yeah. So when you're like, Hey, no, I really think you're going to like it. Even with like bridge kitchen, I'm like, like I liked book two a lot. So. Yeah. And I think you're going to love the next two. I, I, cause like Karis. I know, I know, I know, I know. Karis and Zara. I love so much more than Lara. And I Aaron. took a, a seven second break from that series because with this, tomorrow whatever november when november's episodes start coming out we are doing a curse for true love the Graham effect mm-hmm. and then iron, iron flame. flame so i was like there's some things i need to get there so i was like let me start listening to a curse of true love which is phenomenal it's so good um, i love that series and i want to talk same. about that i know we'll get into it more in our episode about it but i just have a disclaimer to say because i saw like a lot of like negative reviews yeah, you said that um, on TikTok early. Like, I think it was like people like, you know, binged it. And it was like the day that like it came out or like the next day. Um, and I saved, I hadn't finished it yet. So I saved them. So I was like, I want to go back and see. I like, I like getting other people's point of views. Absolutely. And yeah. the negative reviews that I was seeing. And like one girl actually like admitted to it, which I like really liked. She was like, she was like, I've had, and I hope that this doesn't happen with Flame and Shadow. Um, I feel like there's so many people who search for Easter eggs and have these fan theories mm. and they're theories. And a lot of the times, like these authors, that's like not their intent. No, no. Like they're just like writing like fun Like stories. SJM intent. Like, yes. yes. But again, but- like people are creating fan theories on SJM because they're like, and like a yeah, lot of the time, it. like it's just it's a just- coincidence or like it really doesn't mean anything. But they get their hopes up thinking that, like, the story is going to evolve right, this way. Yeah. <laughs> that the story is going to evolve a certain way based on, like, a fan theory that they saw or based on, like, one sentence from, like, the first book that they think is going to allude to something in the final book. So people who were disappointed in A Curse for True Love, a lot of the reviews that I saw in the beginning were people who were, like, upset that it didn't play out the way that they were theorizing it would. Mm. And one of the girls in the she was like, I feel like I did myself in the series a disservice by like being so involved in like the fan theories that like it this the way that stephanie wrote the story makes sense but i was expecting more because i have been like so deep in like yeah. a theory hole i mean i think it's or, like i didn't theorize at all I, no same i'm just here for good yeah. times good and like i saw like a review too being like this book Again, like, again, no spoilers, but, like, people are being, like, oh, like, this this series is about Jax, and it's about his love story, and, like, in no way, shape, or form has this series been a, I mean, like, obviously, Jax is a main character. Yeah. But this book is, this series has always been about Evangeline. Evangeline. Everything is from her POV, like, yes, this has always been Evangeline's story. Yeah. Um, And, like, Jax is a great male main character, but, like, he is a sub-character to her story. Agreed. And it's always been about, like, her development and, like, her, yeah. You know what I also like, and again, we're, we won't harp because no, yeah, we have a whole, have a whole series, but, about. like, a lot of YA tends to have love triangles. Yes. I don't know if you would constitute what's occurring as a love triangle, 
I feel like no. Because, Thank you. Yeah. So, and I, you know what? I have to say I really liked the way this is playing out for book three. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. We'll talk more about it. Yeah, we'll it. talk more about it. Yeah, because I have, like, a lot, I have a lot to say about it. But, like, I'm not done. in a bad way. Um, I gave it four and a half stars. There's only, like, a few things that I was, like, a little disappointed in. But, like, not enough for me to be like, oh, like, I didn't like the series. Because I still love the series. And if you haven't read the series, it's, um, like, Upon a Broken Heart, Stephanie Garber amazing also her carval series obsessed Fucking with. phenomenal um i read and i actually read two arcs um and i want to talk about i'll talk about one of them now and then i'll talk about the one that i'm really excited about after but happily never after by lynn painter so it comes out in march march 12th and it's basically about uh okay so this girl's getting married and they hire this guy to come object to the wedding. <laughs> Leah's had, She's having the best day. She's like, <laughs> I cannot believe that, that they hired some man to come object to her wedding. I know. She needs a book. Yeah, she has her book. She has a book. You're doing a great job, you little pumpkin. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, this girl's getting married. Her fiance is like cheating, like has cheated on her. Um, she can't like cancel the wedding herself this is actually my only issue with the entire book is that like multiple times like they end up like she so she gets her wedding objected to whatever it comes out that he's cheating the wedding's called off whatever and then a few months like down the road like the guy who objects to her wedding he like kind of does it as like a side gig to like help people out and he asks her for help um with a wedding and she and she does it and then they kind of like go to weddings together and like object to them but it's always like the same thing it's like somebody's cheating and i have proof that they're cheating but i can't call off the wedding because like oh like she's cheating on me but like her dad's the mayor or like he's cheating on me but and like it's always like the same thing where i feel like freaking annoying i just feel like it would have just been funnier if like people were just like too scared to like call off their own weddings and were like hire these two people to object agreed um, that was my only issue with the book. Otherwise, I liked the two characters. I thought that they were, like, very, like, flawed, but also, like, lovable. Um, but it was just, like, a very, like, solid rom-com. Like... Good to have in your back pocket. Yes. Um, and then I really want to discuss a book that's coming out in May. <laughs> from one of my favorite authors. I haven't read this yet. I'm very upset. Ever. Um, Tara DeWitt. How do it? Savor it is the book. And if you've been here long enough, you know that funny feelings literally burn my body with it. Like, I actually mean it when I say that for funny feelings. It's like honestly one of my favorite books of all time. Um, Leah agrees because honestly, no, it really like, is like I would agree. Like I know yes. you're like that's your like that's your Roman empire, if you will. Yeah. Um, however, like, I'm not saying that it's not mine either. I, I think I'm just as obsessed. I think this is just like one of those things that like, I let you take the cake with it. Cause it's like, no, yeah. like 100%, yeah. but like, no, agreed. Like this was, I don't, when people rate it below five stars, I'm very confused. Yeah. Like I've seen, like, <laughs> I like, I love to, okay. So I love to do the same where I go on Goodreads and I'm like, what books do I love? And I, love and I like to read like bad reviews. And I legitimately, like, I don't understand how anybody can like say one bad thing about Agreed. I really like th- it's a really good book. No, it's amazing. Honestly, like her writing in general is, I think, some of like I, I like don't love comparing. We always say this, but we always do it. But like she gives like Emily Henry vibes, yes, and a little bit kind of to like um, Abby Jimenez, where like 
They're funny, but they're also deep. And there's like a lot more like going on than like what I think meets the eye when you first like look at the covers or anything. Like they're not, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't classify her books as rom-coms. I would classify them as like contemporary romance, but like also like a little like literary fiction. Um, And Savor It is her book that's coming out in May. And it's about, it's a small town romance. And um, it's about this like New York City chef. He's got like multiple Michelin stars, but he's like hit like a lull in his career. And his like business partner, I guess you would call her. She's opening up a new restaurant out in Oregon. And um, she basically says about there, she's like, all right, like you need a break, go out there and like figure out like what kind of menu we should have at this restaurant, like when we open it. And then once you do that, like spend all summer there, figure out the menu, whatever, then you can come back to New York. I'll give you your job back and like all is well. Except he also has a 15 year old niece mm-hmm. who he's now taking care of because his sister, unfortunately died in a car accident three years earlier and sage the female main character her parents both died when she was young so she was raised by her older brother um she has like three older brothers but she's like you know the oldest one he was 18 i think when the father passed and he kind of like took on like that role but she lives like she like lives in the house that she grew up in and she like takes in all these um like abandoned animals so she has like geese and a dog and like a three-legged cat (laughs) And like a horse, like all these different things. Um, And she's kind of just like the town, like, I can't, I don't even know how to explain her. Cause I don't want to be like, oh, like she just does things for people. Like she always wants to be like loved and like useful. Oh, that's sweet. And he, um, Fisher is the chef. He is renting the house next door to her. Oh, okay. And it's like, yes. And like they, okay. If you hate the miscommunication trope, then you will love this book because like the communication between these two people is amazing. Oh, fantastic. So I was like, like it is so like mature. Like they are just so like, he says something that bothers her. Like he makes like, he makes like a little joke, but it's a joke that like hits home for her because her ex, um, like used to always like say these things about her. And like, instead of like, like letting it stew and kind of like being like a brat and like be causing like this like big wreck, she kind of like gets annoyed. He's like, what happened? And then she tells him and he's like, oh my God, like literally not my intention. Yeah. Like, I love how your brain works. Like I meant it as like a compliment actually, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's kind of how it goes. Like they both are very like okay. open and like about like their traumas yeah. and like everything they're going through. And it's like, so like they're healing together and it's just, I love I love it. that for you. I love that for, for us. I'm so upset because like I, I know it delivered. Yeah. And so, cause I'm reading... It's in preparation for a second book that we're being sent. Yes. Um, and it's funny because I feel like I've seen this before, the series, but like never really thought to pick it up. The Luminaires by Susan Dennard. And again, like it's rated 3.7 on Goodreads. And I just like don't understand why. It is YA. I think 3.7 um, isn't bad for a YA. It's like a very, it, it's described as like a haunting contemporary fantasy about magic. Um, it takes place in like a nightmare filled forest and essentially this one girl, um, our female main character, which, you know, it's sick and twisted, Winnie, um, she, her and her family are labeled as outcasts because their dad was found to be like a rival fam, like family 
magical family, whatever. And yeah. he's spying on them. Mind you, their their last names are all the days of the week. And like, there's different groups okay. of them. And like what their capabilities are, they're hunters, like they find like mystical creatures. So because they're outcasts, no one can talk to them for 10 years. Like they are literally like just ignored. So Winnie wants to enter to be a hunter and you can on your 16th birthday. Okay. To try to A, one, live out her dreams, but to like kind of get her family back into good graces because it's already been four years into the 10 year span. And like, it, it's just not happening. Yeah. Like she's an outcast at school. Her brother can't get like good jobs. Her mom was basically demoted out of her hunting position and like has to pick up like waitressing jobs. Okay. Obviously their dad's not in the picture anymore. However, what I like about this too, A, I think it's a really good steady plot to follow. Like it's well paced, but you kind of pick up on little things of like, that just doesn't seem right like there's like something fishy like yeah now there's like talk of like a locket that she was given for her birthday gift by her brother like I don't know like she Susan writes like writes it very well where like you could almost totally miss those speed humps but also right. be like hold on wait a minute you keep bringing this up like something doesn't like even the dad like being I'm almost done with it like 70% into it and it's relatively short 294 pages um I don't know, like, it, it just, I'm like, hold on a second, like, something's up with the dad, like, yeah. there's, we're not getting the full story yet, so I'm very excited, because we're being sent book two, so I wanted to read it in preparation yes. for book one, but that's also when we got sent Savor It, so I was like, oh my god, like, I have a few things to get to, and we were also sent Remedial oh. Magic, and I'm, I'm the witch guru of the group, yes, you are. so I'm gonna be reading that as well, so Savor It's, like, number, like, four on the list at this point, because then by the time, like, I get through all of this, well, Iron Flame's gonna be here, and that yes. takes priority. And Savor It <laughs> doesn't come out until May, so exactly. you do have time to read it. It's not like you have to prioritize exactly. it, because it's, like, coming out, like, next week, um, where, like, some of these other arcs that we've been sent are coming out. Kind Soon, of like yes, you've got to learn to, like, prioritize. Yeah. Plus, I started Throne of the Fallen and stopped because of all the arcs that we were yeah. getting, so I have to go back. Thank God I was not far into that one, um, but that's very high on my TBR. <laughs> I just really like Harry Maniscalco. I feel... It's funny, like, I'm not saying I was the one who discovered her, because by no means I was not, but, like, so long ago, I'm a James Patterson fan, yes. and, like, when I was younger, like, I read Nora Roberts, Heather Graham, James Patterson books, and I'll never forget, I was walking in Barnes & Noble, and I saw James Patterson Presents on the cover, and it was of Carrie Maniscalco's yes. book, it was Jack the Ripper. Yes. Stalking Jack the Ripper. I was instantaneously in love. So, I just feel like... I've been, I've been reading you since I was 16. Um, so major fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just can't wait to get to this. Plus I love the game. I know I bought series. it. I bought it like two weeks ago. It's a really pretty cover. Uh, it's a really pretty cover. The Barnes Noble exclusive is like really pretty too. Um, which is the one that I got and I really want to read it. But again, yeah, like, um, there's just like a lot more that I have to get through. I also heard the audio was phenomenal, like beyond yeah. phenomenal. Someone like, said it was like one of their top favorite audios ever. Leah's, Leah Leah's hyping that one up. So She said, I agree. I've been listening to Throne of the Fallen on yeah. audio while you've been sleeping, Mom. It's crazy what she can understand. I didn't even realize she was getting up so late at night to like steal my headphones and listen to my audio yeah. account. Are those all where all my credits are going, girl? That's where all the credits are going. <laughs> she's so in her feels right now of hanging out with Minnie. Well, she's normally not home with us on a weekday. She's always at either my parents or my husband's parents. But because it's Halloween, we're like, we'll just keep her home because we're gonna like cut, like, call it like an earlier day, like head out, take yeah. her around town. There's also a little puppy walking on the street right now in a pumpkin costume. It looks like. Yep, I see that. Um, she's gonna be Wednesday, Adam. So she's gonna get dressed in about an hour. <gasps> and she's gonna look so pretty. Duh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So hopefully this audio isn't annoying. Sorry. The baby screaming in the background. And it's like me like baby talking her the whole time. She's just chatting. She's got a lot to say. She has a lot of feelings. A lot of thoughts. Yeah. I mean, she's spilling her tea. She is spilling her tea. She has her little book, Trick or Treat Little Pumpkin. And she wanted us to like let you know that tonight's the night. Yeah. And we can dance along with skeletons and then shout boo. What a fright. Does Auntie TT have your book? It's a little phallic. I know. You're a girly. Um, is that all you're reading? Yeah, so the, I'm um, <laughs> finished up with the Lunaires. It's just one of those. It's like one of those months where I just can't get through a book right now, um, and not because I don't like it. Just it's taking some time. It's the Lunaires, and I'm listening to a Curse for True Love. Yeah, I think I have two hours left. Two hours I left. I can't wait to discuss that in depth. Though. Same. I'm very excited. I'm hopeful to finish it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll get, so I've been listening a little bit more because I've been running a bit more. So as my, my runs increase, my listening time increases. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Plus I have to go pick up that chicken nugget tomorrow. So listening in the car on a run and then home. Yeah. Um, and yes, my child does listen to my audiobooks, not spicy ones. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't understand. She has no fucking clue. human language yet. So she's fine. Yeah. In it's like, vocabulary. In like a year, maybe no spicy. Exactly. Yeah. It's the only right, repeating something like this. She's like, her first word is just like, like cock. <laughs> what does a velvet cock, cock. mean, mom? What does velvet wrap steal mean, mommy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she also is eating her toes now. That's another, that's another product of ours. Same. I've been eating my toes for 34 years. That's disgusting, Teresa Murray. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's all I want to say reading. Next up for me is going to be Remedial Magic, yeah. which was we were also given, followed by book two of the Luminaire series, whenever that does get delivered. And Iron Flame. And Iron Flame takes priority. Yeah. So this actually comes out November 7th. Um, so I'll have to figure out how to prioritize things really quickly. <laughs> well, Iron Flame, I think, takes priority. 100%. But I will see when this gets delivered to it. Oh, it's only 272 pages. Oh, that's like sold. Yeah, you're fine. She's like, everybody's not paying attention to me. Yeah, I'm going to finish the ground effect probably this week. This weekend. I know I'm kind of busy this weekend, actually. Same. I have two baby showers back to back. I have... I'm going to Bacon Fest in Easton, PA. Did you go to this last year? I was supposed to go last year. I went like two years ago. Um, our like really good family friends live there and um, I'm going with them and my mom. And then Sunday I have my friend's baby shower. So many baby showers. So many babies are coming. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to read after the Graham Effect, actually. I feel like I have things that I want to read. Oh, I want to read Lessons in Chemistry because the TV show is out and I don't want to watch it before I've read the book. So I want to do the Gram Effect, Lessons in Chemistry, then Iron Flame next week. And then um, from there, I really, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But um, next week's episode is A Curse for True Love. Then the following week, we'll do like a little bit spilling the tea in the beginning and then the Gram Effect. Um, did that come out on audio? Yeah, it did. It dropped today as well. Oh, Fantastic. Um, and then we will do Iron Flame at the end of the month to give everybody some time to read it because we know that not everybody is psychotic like we are. And then we're pretty much like in December. So it's honestly disgusting. Teddy Hamilton, say no more. I'll be listening to this. Yeah. Honestly. Wait, wait, before I actually let you guys go, speaking of Teddy Hamilton, so Megan Quinn, her hockey, her Vancouver Agitator series, Right Man, Right Time, we read that um, last year or earlier this year 
and we yeah. interviewed her yeah um so the next book in the series is coming out i actually really like that series i'm like very picky about hockey romances i don't think they're great as far as like oh like this is pretty authentic hockey i just think that they're just like fun enough and entertaining um to like not be taken very seriously anyway so the next book is coming out i think this month okay and it's like a character that i've wanted to get his book but on her tiktok yesterday she was like oh like let's like look at the cast like who's going to be doing the audio and like so like everybody else from like the previous three books are like reprising their roles as the characters. Shut up. That's so like so Teddy. Cool. Oh yes, Leah. So like Teddy Hamilton will be playing like the character that he was in book two, and like that's so cool. So yeah. So like there's two new narrators who are doing the two new characters, but like the narrators from the previous three books are gonna like do their own line. So it's gonna be like a duet narration, but with like multiple, multiple people, people, like a cast. That is really cool. So, like, I'm I'm not going to read it. I'm going to... You have to listen to it. Listen to it, yeah, because I feel like it's just going to be amazing. So, if you've read any of her agitators' books um, and you're an audio fan, like, keep keep your eyes and ears out for that one. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Happy Halloween. I hope that you all um, are in sugar comas. And, um, Katie. I keep trying to spill my water. <laughs> Time to say bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our episode we hope you enjoyed it be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at the bff.bookclub if you have any comments questions book recommendations or books you want us to talk about in future episodes please send us an email at the bff.bookclub1 at gmail.com we appreciate your support see you fuckers